Good evening and welcome to the AIS Training Hall. It is the AIS up against the West Coast Wave who have come to town with their new name after playing last night against the Canberra Capitals. And, uh, well, it's been a new name this season for the West Coast Wave, but they've been a much improved team and they've been a very good team this season. They were in contention for a playoff spot. Tonight could just about totally finish off any chance that they have of making the finals this season. But... Uh, they really need to win this one if they want to stay in chance. The season is not yet over for them. They lost to the Canberra Capitals last night over 100 yards up the road from here at the AIS Arena. And the final score there was 96 to 78. But uh, we're going to go courtside where uh, Craig Ravel is with Phil Brown. Well, Coach Brown, after a win last week, you'll be looking for the girls to show that sort of effort and uh, determination right throughout the 40 minutes today. Yeah, look, I think it's a good test for us to see how we can, uh, you, know, um, you know, a little bit of expectation now, you know, uh, coming off a win and we match up well with Perth and uh, um, hopefully we can, you know, repeat the efforts that we had last week, particularly in the possession game and, and hopefully build on last week's performance and have a good one. When you're looking at the uh, side, how do you think they've responded to that win? Have they been really hard this week? Well, they've been great. You know, I think the, the, the tendency could have been to be a little bit uh, uh, cruisy and um, we've got a national junior camp starting tomorrow and, you know, to just sort of cut corners and go through the motions, but they've been the complete opposite. They've been working really hard. We've practised well all week and so hopefully we can reward ourselves for the efforts we've put in during the week and uh, come out and play, play well tonight. Well, we wish all the best and uh, look forward to seeing how this unfolds. OK, thanks, Craig. Thanks very much to uh, Phil Brown. Yes, Phil Brown, the head coach here, back with the AIS women's team and um, yeah, a much improved performance last week when they came back from the Christmas break. The, uh, the first game back, the first half, they were shaky. They were not good. It was not a good performance in the first half. The second half was a lot better and last week they took on the Sydney Flames and they did them. 61 to 55. Rebecca Cole had 20. He was the uh, leading scorer in that match uh, last weekend. It was just the second win for the AS this season. It's been a messy, messy season with uh, players coming and going and injuries. And uh, But if they can build on that performance and continue with that the way they went last week, uh, they should really push the West Coast wave and probably... Um, and keep the pace going, who knows, at the end of the match, the West Coast Wave may have a little bit of a problem with injuries, as uh, it could be, uh, not injuries, with uh, their fitness. Having uh, played just last night, the AS, by contrast, have had uh, a week of training. As to, and uh, we're about 11 and a half minutes away from the start of the game, of course, we will have the national anthem, the team introduction shortly, and... Uh, Craig will be talking very shortly to the head coach of the West Coast Wave, Dave Herbert, who is uh, with them now. He's uh, moved around a couple of teams and uh, he is certainly would be very, very happy with what the team has achieved this season. Um, the last couple of seasons, they were uh, only a win or two each season. But this season, they're... Um, certainly improved out of sight in their performances and they've pushed and beaten some very good teams. Six wins right now, the 11 losses after last night's loss to the Canberra Capitals. Um, season now tinkering right on the uh, extremities of trying to make the finals. 
and it will be very hard for them to make it, and especially if they lose to the AS. So tonight becomes doubly, triply important for the West Coast Wave if they want to stay in contention for a finals player berth. And they've been good on the road this season. They've only played seven games, or now eight games, and uh, but they're three and eight, so they're not that bad on the road. Certainly a lot better than some other teams in this league on the road. Uh, to have won three out of eight games on the road is very good. Um, and they've had three wins at home as well. Coming back with the team uh, this season, or coming back into Perth basketball, and it's really good to see her go back and uh, give something to this team. Tully Bilbalakwa, of course, was with the Capitals for a couple of seasons. Uh, been playing with the uh, in the WNBA with the Indiana Fever and she has gone back there this season and certainly helped out with Melissa Marsh in giving them some experience uh, to the other young players that are coming up through the ranks over there. And it's, uh, they've t developed the season into a very good team. And now if they can keep on building from that, the uh, possibility. Uh, very good. Craig's now with Dave, Dave Herbert. Dave Herbert, uh, an important game for this road trip and, of course, for your season. Yeah, definitely. We, we need to go one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, obviously, to split a road trip is ideal. Um, it's not going to be easy, though. They, these guys are playing well. They beat Sydney. Uh, everyone raves about their work ethic and uh, where they're going right now. So um, I can't wait to play them. They're, they're the, the only team we haven't played this year. <laughs> Many Western Australian girls in this lineup. No, there's not actually. It would be nice to have a couple there, but um, I think there'll be a, a few in the future. I think young Darcy Garbin from Kalgoorlie has now got a scholarship here, so um, there's one coming. But uh, and there's there's two here at the Australian camp this week. So, so some some prospects in the future. But for now, uh, I saw Harper getting some treatment on a knee there, and it is being strapped now. Is that a concern coming into the game? Yeah, she put up a bit sore last night, so uh, a bit of patella soreness. Um, but we'll wait and see. To, She's also got a bit of pain down her calf. Um, hopefully she's right because we, we lack a bit of size, so we'll, but we'll see how we go. And, of course, Tally was icing the shoulder. You chose to rest her for the second half, really, uh, or for a big portions of the second half. Is she right to go tonight? Yeah, she's fine. She's, uh, there's no worries there at all. All right, well, we wish you all the best. No worries, thank you. Thanks very much to Dave Herbert. Thanks, Craig. They're talking with uh, Dave Herbert, the head coach of the West Coast Wave this season, and he has done a tremendous job in getting the side into, uh, well, they were in contention for a playoff berth. They still are, technically. They've still got the uh, stats to the, uh, the opportunity to make it, 2-4-6, uh, this season. So the lineup then for the West Coast Wave tonight, Rachel Watman, Michelle Joy, Jasmine Hooper, Melissa Maas, Tally Bellabellacqua, Zoe Harper, Sam Nord, Kate Malpas, Kate Fielding and Rebecca Mercer. So backing up after last night's loss, it will be tough for them, but uh, they should, I'm sure, put up a good performance tonight. They will be desperate for the win to keep themselves in contention for the, uh, for the playoffs, which... Uh, We'll start in about four or five weeks yep. in February. Craig has uh, run back down the sideline to join me again. And uh, this should be quite a good game. It is. It's uh, two teams that are evenly matched height-wise. Last night, the West Coast Waves completely outmanned with Bakovic and Tolo. And then, of course, Beattie coming in off the bench. They really had some uh, mismatches on height, even with their four fives. And Michelle Joy did a very good job coming in off the bench and 
you know, Harper was strong, also out there doing a good, strong job um, last night was, uh, I think it was Hargraves. And it's just, no, it couldn't have been Hargraves, didn't travel. <laughs> anyway, there was a couple of those players who were, you know, trying to, trying to match it, but the experience and the height eventually took its toll. So for the game tonight, very evenly matched sides, and I think we're going to see a, a very good, hopefully high-quality game of WNBL. And uh, West Coast, because we mentioned in last night's broadcast, six wins this season yep. for the West Coast side is the best they've done in 10 years. So it is a remarkable effort for uh, Coach Herbert to reinvent this program the way he has done and, of course, through no small part, the help and assistance of Taliban Velakwa. Coming back, and she probably was in that team that uh, had that previous uh, best effort 10 years ago because uh, possibly, she, yeah. she was of course uh, originally well 10 years ago they were playing no 11 years ago 11. they were playing in the grand final match against the AIS so there's no lud bluffs between Perth teams and the AIS because uh, it was Perth it's a history isn't it that, yeah uh, had the uh, the uh, well <laughs> the distinction of losing a championship to an AIS side it was pretty good AIS side it we must admit indeed. though at a uh, heck of a side, but yeah, I'm pretty sure Tully quite possibly would have been a part of that. Team. She was. She was in the losing. Uh, she was in the yeah. losing side that on that occasion. So it was quite frustrating for you, as you can imagine. And she had to eventually come back to Canberra to get to a get title, a WNBL <laughs> title. She picked one up uh, what the year before with Lauren Jackson over at uh, Seattle. Okay. Yep. But uh, she had to come back to Canberra to get a couple of championships under her belt. We're about to pause as the national anthem is about to be played. So with the formalities out the way, Mark, it's a good crowd again in tonight. Last week we were blessed with a, a large number of the soccer fan, the soccer team in cheering on the AIS and tonight they'll probably have that sort of support with a, a number of camps about to commence as you heard from Coach Brown. Indeed and uh, yeah, they filled up the, uh, well, the bench side of the, the court as we uh, look at it from here behind the bench teams. The, uh, a lot of AIS jumpers and uh, kids that will be involved in those camps that Phil Brown was referring to earlier. And, uh, but yeah, it, it's really good to see Perth at, uh, back in it, and um, it's good to see the AAS back in it after their win last weekend over the Sydney Plains. So this, this should be exciting and a really, really good match. Up. Um, the AAS, however, are a little bit short-handed tonight. Normally they line up about 12 players on court, 
tonight, they've got nine. Um, Alex Bunton, Tessa Levy and Carly Mijovic are uh, all on the sideline, unable to play tonight, injured, and so they're only going to line up with nine players, which is very unusual for them. And Beck Cole has got uh, heavy taping on her and right knee, along with Harrington. Kieran Harrington has been having, well, she's come back from knee surgery, (laughs) and she's also got a bit of tendonitis in the knees, so... Uh, she's got that knee progressively getting more mummified every week we see her playing. And uh, tonight she's got three runs round the knee and then, of course, the uh, diagonals that give the, uh, I think it's lateral support for that uh, knee condition. And, uh, well, we'll be interested to see. She's become a real general of this team, uh, being one of the most experienced in the lineup. She's starting from the bench tonight, but it should be... Uh, interesting to see how she takes her minutes on the floor. AIS getting their final instructions now from Coach Brown, who will just be telling them and reiterating to them that they have to start from the very first jump and play right through as they did last week. They did have about three minutes when they went to, or they lost their way, but for the most part, last week they played 37 minutes. Well, they're going to have to play at least 37 minutes tonight to be able to take the points away. And uh, I think three wins in a season for the AAS would be their best... Uh, for a few uh, years, yeah. yeah. for about four or five years. So it is going to be an interesting game tonight. And uh, with a, another Perth game, I think, coming up later in the season for the AAS, it is going to mean that they... Um, that they have got this opportunity. And looking at the... Uh, Rundown. Of course, I keep looking for Perth, but of course, we need to find West Coast on the on the uh, yeah, schedule. But we know known them for so long as yep. uh, as Perth. And the AAS go to uh, Perth for the West Coast game in round 17. So you know, both teams to be looking at these ones as potential Ws. And if the AAS can grab one here at their home court, it'll buoy their confidence as they have to travel across the Nullarbor to take them on in their home gym. Of course, uh, that home gym, aptly named the Sandpit. So Harper, who was getting some knee treatment done by the doctors of the AAS right before this game started, goes into the centre with Nadine Payne as... Mark, we're going to have a very interesting match-up. Tully Bevelacqua and Beck Cole stand toe-to-toe around the edge of the circle. Mal Pass, who played very well last night, up against Garrick. And then you have uh, out there for the AAS. Uh, now, this is a name I can never get right, but it's uh, Sarah, and we'll have to agree on a pronunciation. Blitzhaves. Who's standing toe-to-toe with Kate Fielding. Jump ball away, and Harper gets the knockdown to start proceedings. Norwood. Oh, sorry, it's Norwood, my apologies. Yeah. yeah, Norwood in the 21, who also played quite well in that she was posting up against some much taller players last night. Bevelak was on the 45. Harper slaps it back, and uh, Blickavs will be the uh, first to uh, be called for the foul. So that's not a good start for Sarah Blickavs. No, a little bit of a softie as Marsh will look to inbound the pass. Finds Bevelak on the right wing. Looking to drive baseline. Can't. 
Bonnie goes inside to Norwood. She'll dribble across the key. Bump away from Allen. Rebecca oh. Allen who came back with a great block and steal and dribbles it back into the front court. For Unbelievable the that Becca Allen is great. only playing her third game of WL basketball. Oh. Showing lots of um, maturity indeed as the ball is lost out of bounds. Off Perth, so it'll be AIS ball from the right wing. Blick has looking to find someone to pass it to. Allen comes out and gets it at the left elbow. Hands off to Garrick. Dribbles to the right and towards Allen. Almost knocked away by Marsh. Allen's got to put it up Got to here. put it up. Three seconds on the shot clock oh. and then hits it from the left elbow and the first basket for the AIS 2 nothing. Coach Brown wasn't that uh, confident <laughs> because I just heard this big call of rebound. It went through <laughs> nothing but net. It was as Malpass gets it on the right wing. Dribbles back to Marsh. Three from the right. A little bit long for her. And Allen with a defensive rebound. Quickly off to Cole. And Cole will bring it down the centre of the court. Dribbles left. Straight down the centre of the court. There's no one there. Lays it in. 4 nothing. AIS. AIS with the run at the moment. Plenty of confident win last week as Marsh goes forward again. Harper goes left wing to Malpass. Back to the top of the key for Norwood. Inside to Harper. Backing down to the baseline. Great defence by Taylor Roberts. They force it a pass outside and a three-pointer from the left wing from Malpass won't go and the RS are back at the other end of the court. Garrick left side to Blickhouse who just drives into the basket, lays it in again. The defence didn't get there. It wasn't in position and it's 6-0 AIS. Blickhouse has been showing some great athleticism this season for the AIS side and there we, show, we saw her mobility as well with that baseline cut. Devilacqua used the screen, couldn't get the shot to drop though with a big three and Cole brings it back down. Off to Blickhouse from the right wing along the baseline. It won't quite drop for her and Marsh will bring it back for the West Coast Waves. Dribble straight down the centre of the court. She's going to take it in and try to lay it up, won't go. Yeah, too she's fouled. Too smart that time, Mark. She uh, knew that she was coming up on Garrick and just played for the foul and then threw the layup up once she knew she had it secured. Just uh, Garrick there, a little bit too late. Yeah, good work from Melissa Marsh. You're going to rely a lot on her tonight. She makes the first of the free throws. Their first point for the night. It's taken them two and a quarter minutes. Marsh makes them both. So 6-2 as the Institute inbound at Rebecca Allen gives it to Rebecca Cole to bring down the centre of the court. Pass towards Robertson. Stolen by Harper. But in the fight for the ball, it's run out of bounds. And AOS will have it on the right wing. The good defence from Harper almost came up with a steal. Malpass watching Garrick very closely as Payne gets on the handoff. The lob over the top to Allen. She's athletic enough to pull it back down. And the turnaround spin on the baseline there. Beautiful stuff. And the AIS out to an 8-2 lead here with 7-25 as Marsh tries to respond. Can't get a call with a defensive rebound. Straight down court, 3-on-3. Three three. So she'll wait oh. and Tully Bivillac almost steals it from her. And in the end, Malpass, Malpass I think, is going to be called for the foul. So that'll be her first for the night. And a bit agricultural there from Kate Malpass, but I guess it was one of those ones where she was charging in and the girl in front stopped. The opportunity was there for the steal. Couldn't quite get it. Garrick, the inbound pass. Oh. Allen around the corner for Cole, and they lay it in. Great pass. Oh, the Canberra Raiders would have loved that sort of flick pass there. That was classy stuff by the AAS. 10-2 lead for the shoot. Norwood from the top, taking on Cole. Backs her down, oh. comes up with the block, but a bit of body contact down low will be called for the foul. And this team foul number three, just the first on 
Rebecca Allen as Olivia Thompson will be the first sub in for the Institute tonight. Thompson and has Rebecca been Allen sitting down. Showing some good signs this season as well has Thompson. Certainly don't lose anything in athleticism. No, another reasonably tall girl, which is the advantage this AIS lineup has because <laughs> being reasonably tall and all young, they're also very fit travelling up and down the court, which is a, a huge advantage. Thinking about the West Coast Waves, who played last night in a very hot gym at the AIS Arena, that fatigue might set in late. Garrick, great drive as Cole hit Garrick with almost a Christian Veal type gridiron pass to hit the baseline cutter. 12-4. Institute looking really good as Bevelacker drives inside. Flicks it back. Nor Harper left wing for Malpass. The three shot won't go. Roberts defensive rebound. Off to Cole and the Institute looking really good here in the opening moments as Cole brings it into the front court. Right side. It's Garrick comes back to Blickhaus. Drives into the basket. Left it a little bit short as you saw Harper coming at her. That is only the second miss so far in the game. They're shooting at 5-7. Yeah. to seven. So far, Perth haven't made a field goal as this one. It was Norwood up and over the basket, and Thompson shows her athleticism now. Has to stop at Marsh, but there's a call on the foul. No travel. Travel. Oh, no, yes. Six minutes and two seconds left, and that's amazing, Mark. Six shots at goal West Coast have had yet to score one. Their four points so far have all come from the foul line. Karen Harrington is in, along with uh, Michaela Donnelly for Institute. Now, the critical stat there is the rebound count, because per, uh, West Coast have been missing so many. The rebound count is 6-1, to one because the AAS have been cleaning up on the missed shots. Marsh, Marsh from the right wing. Three won't go. Robert stays there, gets a good defensive position, and gets a rebound off to Harrington, who brings it into the down the left wing. Donnelly to Thompson on the right. Down for Donnelly in the corner. And for Roberts. Roberts hand back off. Oh. And Donnelly hits a two. It was out near the three-point line on the right side, but just a two. They're shooting at over 75%. So far, the AS, it's all going right. They need to make sure they make the most of this momentum and get the score on the board now. Really demoralise what will be a oh. tired West Coast. Defence went to sleep as Bevel Aqua drove round to the right and they just let her go. Bevel Aqua picks herself up off the floor. Five minutes into the first term, the game started. That was the first basket for Perth. Yep, it was All their indeed. previous were from the free throw line. They're one Thompson. from nine. Thompson pulls up a jumper from the left wing and hits an outsider. Cole just getting some work on the bench done on that strapping on her right knee as she takes her place on the bench once again. As Watman. Watman had a reasonable game. Bevelak was drawn the foul from Donnelly. And Donnelly sort of not sure what she did wrong. Well, what she did was take on a multiple WNBA, WNBL champion there who uh, knows how to get a foul. And she did. And if that's going to be anything, any problem tonight for the Institute, there's going to be fouls. And the fact that uh, when players are driving in, every time there's being a foul called on them, which is putting Bevelak at the line now. This is their third team trip to the line for fouls by the defensive player shooting in the act of shooting. Bevel Aqua last night was talking about she was making the buckets from the free throw line. She misses the first, but gets the second, and we're out to a 16-point to 7 game here with 4 minutes and 40 seconds left to go in the first term. Donnelly brings it down into the front court. Samuels onto Thompson on the left wing. Looking inside for Roberts, backing in against Norwood. 
gets away from her. Tries to shoot it over the top. Can't get it. And it's Marsh who picks up the defensive rebound. Dribbles down the right wing into the front court for the wave. Off to... Stepped out. Watman. Watman. Stepped out of court. The uh, tricolour line does tend to catch a few people out, but the wide inside line is the line of the AAS court. As it'll be Mercer in now for Merle Marsh. Institute with the ball in the back court. Harrington comes back down to help out, gets it and dribbles it down the right wing to set up the play. Samuels at the top. Left side to Roberts. Roberts will put it on the floor and dribble towards the baseline and another travel call on her as he picked it up. They had Olivia Thompson. You heard that call in the background. Foul line, foul line, foul line. Thompson was there. She could have turned and shot. But so far, shot selection has been pretty good for the AIS. They lead 16 points to 7 with 4 minutes left to play in the first term. Beverlack were looking to use a screen. Comes back to the left. Thompson stops it from shooting. Passes inside to the new girl who's just out there. It's Michelle Joy who's come in. And then she's been called for a travel. Yep. Joy All played extremely well last night. Coming in off the bench, she's going to have to play a similar role tonight. Well, she she knows his court. Yep, she does indeed. She's a solid performer for the AAS when she was here. Spent, I think, two seasons at Sydney from memory and now over with the West Coast. Rebecca Allen back inside, forces a pass into Thompson, oh. who's almost tied up. Spins away from, <laughs> from Watman and then banks one in off the glass. Great play from Thompson. 18 to 7. Don't know if your scouting notes have those sorts of moves in them, Mark. No. Edward <laughs> <laughs> drives inside, lays it up and in, and uh, foul to the neck to shooting. She'll go to the line. And the 15 foul on the AAS. So that means every foul now in the last three minutes and 22 seconds of this term, we'll see them at the line. Norwood to do the shooting as five players with a single foul apiece. Which is the good thing. Norwood makes the three-point play. So they're into double figures. It's taken them almost seven minutes. So Harrington brings it back down. Goes to the left side for Donnelly. Drives oh. down the baseline for Thompson. No one there. A little bit too long. Yeah, no one there to rebound. But uh, Allen tried to get a hand in the passing lane from Norwood to Watman. But once again, the look was there. The shot just didn't quite drop as, her, as West Coast tried to respond at the other end. But it's not dropping for them. They're shooting at 9%. At the moment. Harrington with it back in the front court for the Institute. 18 to 10 they lead. 2.46 to quarter time. Samuels to Thompson, right wing. Into Samuels in the corner. Turnaround. Shot won't drop for him. Bevel Aqua gets to the rebound. Oh. Ball knocked loose. But it's on the ground and Norwood's there to pick it up for the wave and get it into the front court just in time. Is good defence. Mercer passes down to Joy. Shot's a little bit long. Lost out of bounds. Institute ball. A little bit lucky for the Institute perhaps there. Harrington is in along with Casey Samuels. So Samuels, another of the uh, three gamers. Allen and, and Samuels only with the three games under their belt. And that's including tonight's game. Oh, Ooh, the Donnelly. pass Donnelly was Devil down. Devil Aqua was putting a lot of pressure on and it has come off, I think, um, Bevelacqua, she was trying to steal. Yep. But Defensive it, player of the year a lot of times. 
Well, that's interesting because I thought it came off the feet. Oh, the inbound ball went straight to Rebecca Mercer, who leaves the shot very short and has been called for the foul as well as uh, Mercer cops a, uh, well, an interesting foul after she did the hard work, couldn't complete the shot. Herbert is not happy and he is making his uh, feelings known to uh, Ref Cozier as Tomley brings it back now. But the AS dodged a bullet there. Thompson working on Joy. Gets away from Joy who tries to block the shot but enough pressure on the shot. Oh, Coach Brown saying that, he, that Joy slapped Thompson's arm and uh, the ref saying that no, no, she got the ball. I didn't see didn't, it that didn't way too myself. Much ball, no. yeah. But the angle you were on, we were on a great angle for that view. We were. They get it inside. Joy takes it up at the basket and banks one in off the glass. Well, they're three from 14 now, Mark, at the, uh, in the, on the field. None from five outside and six from seven from the free throw line. The AS their percentage, which was 83 a little bit earlier, is now nine from 15, so it's dropped to 60% which would still be happy with at the end of this game. Watman's been called for a defensive foul. Just the third team foul against the Wave. AAS with the ball from the right wing. Thompson gets it back to Samuels, oh. driving along the baseline. Ball tossed towards Donnelly. Lost out of bounds by Donnelly, says the referee. Donnelly was letting it go because she thought it was off the Wave. Bevelacqua was inside <laughs> the huge half. Bump. <laughs> and she just went to the ground. That's the second time tonight. Her shoulder, she hurt that last night. Mm, I don't but think there was um, much with the uh, oh, there's shoulder a bit of blood on this one. There's a bit of blood on Tully's right shin. So the uh, refs have picked some blood up on the court as well. So they're just going to get uh, the bandage on Tully Beverly. Well, she she took a huge charge right underneath the basket. That's mm. why there was nothing called because she was standing right underneath. Yep. Um, they don't want to sub Tally out at the moment, so she's trying to get the work done get, get a on quick, the court. Um, bit of plaster on that one quickly. Yep. Dave Herbert and the team going to work on Tally's leg. In fact, there are a few of the girls out there helping as well. Harper's working on it as well. They're being very cordial here. Normally they'd ask for a sub, but uh, yep. instead they're... She's right. She's ready to go. Yep. A long pass, almost a half-court pass in. And uh, the courtside announcer has uh, made point of the fact that they let us stay on the court to get the uh, attention. Kick out goes to Mercer, who nails a long range two. Yep, just a two. Looked like a three from me, but Donnelly brings it back for the Institute. Allen, left side to Harrington. Cole in the corner. Oh, she stepped out. And just, yeah, <laughs> got it where the right foot it was in, but the left foot just turned and swivelled and it went out. Yep. And the IAS just need to get a few defensive stops like they were doing at the beginning. Perth is coming back at them because they're getting open looks. Again, it was uh, Norwood getting an open look past Allen. It didn't fall and Harrington's going to run the floor with 33 seconds left to go in the turn. Inside for Allen, turn around, oh, left that one so short. short. Gets her own rebound though and take it back at the basket oh. and then misses it. The shots were dropping early, but they're not right now. As we're 20 seconds from half time, 18 uh, from quarter time, I should say. 18-14 Institute still leading. As Bevelac was going to run some time off the clock and set up for Weasel one last play before quarter time. From the left wing, she sets up. This is a screen, and then puts up a three air balls at short. 
2.2 seconds left. The AAS need a quick pass. And at the end of the game last night, Watman put up a half-court shot that dropped. Donnelly tries Ooh, to make it in. That was close. Yep, it was close to a car. Watman, <laughs> at the end of the game, it was well after the buzzer, but she threw just Jack one up from behind the halfway line. And we're at halftime. Would have won her a proton, but uh, unfortunately for West Coast, they uh, just saw the wrong end of the scoreboard. It's with just a... the quarter time here at the Institute. <laughs> so, yeah, it would have been close. Leading scorers on the floor for the AAS, two, three scorers with four points, Allen being the first of them. Then you also have Thompson and Cole. Two points apiece for Donnelly, also for Blickarves and the 23 of Madeline Garrick. Scorers for the West Coast. Leading scorer and leading scorer on the floor is Samantha Norwood with Bevel Aqua has three. Then two points apiece to Michelle Joy, also to Melissa Marsh and to Rebecca Mercer, who uh, certainly did the uh, most of the work to get that two-point attempt as she just had a toe on the uh, three-point arc. 18 to 14, shooting percentages. Well, the AIS is now nine from 18 at the first break. That's 50%. You're not going to keep 70% going. So no, that's the, right. The 50% is very, very good. Four from 18 in the first quarter. 22% for the West Coast. 12 to 7 rebounds. So they started to come back with the rebounding, and that was stopping the AAS having second looks at the basket. Admittedly, at the beginning of the game, there was no second looks to try and rebound. Four assists for the AAS. Two blocks to one AAS. Turnovers are five to two AAS. As uh, well, uh, the uh, per uh, the West Coast Waves already back out on the floor. Mercer, Bevelacqua, Norwood, Joy, and Watman on the floor. Looking at this WA lineup too, only Watman is the only girl not from Western Australia in this side. It's good to see local players being developed and being used as the Institute have first use of it here for the second quarter. Garrick gives it to Blickhavs on the right wing. Into Taylor Roberts at the elbow. Back to Blickhavs whose shot misses. Air balls it off, well, off the glass anyway. And it's quickly back at the other end for the wave. Beverlake with top of the key will look to set up the play. Dribbles away to the right wing. Rebecca Cole is watching her. Beverlake tries to force a pass inside and Cole knocks it away out of bounds. But the wave will still have it with eight seconds on the shot clock. Inside the first minute here, and the AS will want a defensive stop as Perth got one in there early. Six seconds left, and Mercer is mucking around with it. Gets it to Norwood, reverse layup, doesn't fall. Joy going in after the rebound. The ball's going to be a jump ball here. It has been, and it will go Perth's way. You saw something there, Mark? No, no, it was just, uh, it will be Perth. So... Jump ball has been called AAS's way, but I think that's called incorrectly. Oh, they're giving they're him a new reset shot the new yeah. here. They're saying okay. the uh, Institute must have had sufficient possession, and uh, so they're well, going to reset. They certainly had two cracks at the rebound that time. Watman drives down and makes the basket. That was an easy basket, but the AAS just gave up. Cole brings it back. The lead is just two right now. Oh, Cole into man. Roberts. The low post, his turnaround and heave, and it wasn't uh, too cultural. 
as Mercer quickly brings it back down the right wing for Perth. She'll stick up a three from outside. That's the first three of the night from either side. And Perth have their first lead of the night, 19 to 18. Yep, they've played very tradesmanlike to get themselves back in the game. They haven't panicked, and it's been a strong performance. They've just tightened up. Oh, Cole has been mm. running to Watman and had the ball stolen by Devil Aqua. So, again, the AIS on the back foot as Mercer goes for another three. It doesn't come up, but Norwood picks up the rebound. Yep, back to Devil Aqua. She dummies, goes inside. Blocked from behind by Cole, but Devil Aqua picks it up again. Gets it back to Watman. Well, the Waves still have it on the right wing. Trying to get the call of defence up as Watman puts up a three. Oh, and it's oh. another one. She's got a hot hand at the moment. Rebecca Watman goes to five points for the game. 22, plays 18 here at the training hall. And Coach Brown decides to uh, pull the girls in to have a chat to them because it's been going wrong since he last spoke to them at quarter time. Been a long time. They didn't score much in the last uh, three, four minutes of the first quarter as well. So it's been a long time since they actually scored a basket. I'm not sure what the uh, the run is right now for Perth, but it would be quite substantial. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll find it out for you. Last score for the AIS. Oh, too far down the screen. <laughs> Last score for the AIS came at... 18, speak among yourselves 18 whilst I find 10? that out. 18 there we go. 10, eight, uh, 18 to 9. Olivia Thompson made the shot with 3 minutes and 34 seconds. Left to go in the in the first term. So we've played almost five minutes since they've had a basket. And 15 points that mm. the West Coast Wave have scored in that time. Yep. It was 18 to 7. It's now a 15 nothing run. So, uh, yeah, Phil Brown needed the girls now to get their heads going. Um, Taylor Roberts, when she turned around that low post and just heaved it, it wasn't, didn't look good at all. Uh, airballed it. The AIS will restart the game. Allen to inbound to Cole as Roberts, Garrick and Blickhouse comes out. Blickhouse was looking very good in that first term. Allen to Garrick. Garrick on the right wing. Looking to set up a place into Allen in the right corner. Off to Roberts. Oh. Just manages to get it back to Allen. Six seconds on the shot clock. Roberts goes inside, gets the pass. Back to Allen. Two seconds on the shot clock. She has to jack up a three. It won't go. And it missed the basket. They are not taking advantage of Roberts' height and size inside. No. They've, they've just struggled getting an inside-out game flowing, haven't they? Since, uh, since about the five-minute mark yeah. of the quarter. It's been a long time. 22-18. They didn't need an inside-out game going when they were making the shots at 80%, but they're down to 45 now, and West Coast is up to 29. It's Bevelacqua at the top of the key. The pass goes inside to Harp, uh, Norwood, who tries to bank one in, can't get it to drop. Ball lost out of bounds off the Institute. As Norwood to be disappointed at missing an easy layup down there. The wave, inbound the ball. Mercer on the right wing. Dribbles around the screen. Passes down low and a great steal from Blickhouse for the Institute turnover against the wave. And Blickhouse will drive it into the front court. Down the left wing. Rebecca Allen gets it out there. Thompson comes out at the elbow. The oh. pass inside for Rebecca Cole. Won't go. Thompson, the offensive board. I'll take it back outside. 
Lickavs pass back into Thompson, low post, turn around, left that one short off the front of the rim. Yeah, Perth boxed out well then, but AIS had two, three looks that time down the floor, so that was a more encouraging start as Michelle Joy just drops it right over the top of the basket, and it's been touched by Sarah Blickavs, so... She doesn't believe says, it. Yep, there's a good what me look there from the big number 15. Well, she was letting it go. She was not going to make any attempt, and she could have saved it. Melissa Marsh has come back in and quickly gets the ball off the inbound pass. Joy back left side to Bevilacqua. Round the screen to the right. Top of the key. Joy goes back left for uh, Mercer. Mercer puts up a shot that won't go. Uh, it was an air ball. And Alan that time just lent in to Mercer. Nor Mercer or Norwood inside. It's come up with a couple of basket with the basket. In fact, it was Norwood, but Alan just got into the, into the sphere there and has, well, given away the foul. That's her second now. There's the second three-point play of the game for Perth, and they have made them pay for it. 25-18, seven-point lead for the Wave, as Blickavs has it on the left wing. Thompson into Roberts, high post. Needs to pass it off. We'll put it on the floor, oh. drive into the basket. Norwood is going to be called for the reach-in foul. And that should put Roberts at the line for a couple of free throws. There's another substitution for the wave. And on the numbers are a little bit hard to see on their uh, tops because their white tops are the yellow numbers. It's yep. very hard to see Not at a the distance. Not a good combination, is it? No, but Hooper has uh, just yep. come in. Jasmine Hooper played a lot time. of minutes late in the game last night. As Thompson pulls in the rebound and tapped away by Bevel Aqua. As, nope. uh, well, I thought Tully had last touch on it, but uh, not the call from the grey team. As Bevel Aqua then brings it back down the right wing. Marsh on the right wing. Dribbles and takes it inside. Uh, Hooper takes along the baseline. Off to Norwood. Norwood to Marsh. Nice little pass shot, runs around the room and drops off Roberts to the defensive rebound and Cole brings it into the front court. Blickhouse back to Cole, into Roberts at the elbow, backing inside. Banks one in off the glass and it's been a long, long time. Almost seven or eight minutes since they last scored a basket. Yeah, Blickhouse moves to uh, four points for the game now. Ending an 18-0 run. Great steal from Blickhouse off Marsh. He'll drive at the other end. Lays oh. it off to Cole. Cole tries to put it up. Robertson side there. Ball loose on the ground. Thompson picks it up for the Institute. And they can reset the play. Coach Brown wants them to take some time and execute here in offence. But the ball was kicked away that time. And timeout has been called by West Coast. He's seen that momentum swing. Coach Herbert. 25-21. And the AIS have been a little bit rushed in the front court. They just need to take their time now, run and execute in the offensive court, get it through hands, because that's where West Coast was really making some damage on the AIS. When they got the ball through hands, then they were finding the mismatch, finding the open player, and that's when they took the shot. It was a good tradesman-like way of getting themselves back into the game, which West Coast employed, which was upsetting the AIS, the AS now just need to come in and basically do the same thing. Go through the sets and really just work their way out of the little hole they've dug themselves in. Not a big one, four points. 
it's back to four points now, but it was a long, long, I think it was an 18 to nothing run yep. that got the back in front. So. 3 to 11. It's 11 West Coast 3 this quarter by the AIS. So they, they've got a lot of work to do to get themselves where you, we think they could win the game because they've just dropped their bundle at the moment. So it'll be Marsh, Hooper, Harper, then Joy and Bevilacqua who return to the floor for the West Coast as Cole, Thompson, Roberts, Harrington and Garrick is out there for the AIS. Roberts with it. From the top of the key goes down to Garrick. Low post, turn around. Oh. Won't go for her. Again. Not a good shot. Coach Brown not happy because they need to get it through hands. It's not a good choice of shot. Marsh gets it on the left wing. Down under the baskets, Hooper. She tries to jack it up. Won't go as Garrick defended really, really well and then came up with the ball off the defensive rebound. Harrington on the left wing in the front court for the Institute. Will now set up the play. Garrick in the corner. Roberts steps out, gets the ball, hands back to Garrick, drives inside. Oh. Hooper ties her up almost. Thompson gets the ball. Pass inside for Roberts, and Roberts is going to be fouled in the act of shooting. Should go to the line for a couple as Zoe Harper... No? I'm not sure what that call was. Only other thing, I think it's three, three seconds. seconds. Perhaps. I didn't quite she see. was in there for, uh, for a little while, but... Gee... I think that was a harsh call. Well, Harper thought she was being called for a foul yep. <laughs> initially. Marsh passed down into uh, Hooper, oh. whose shot won't go. On the ground, Roberts fighting for the ball. Jump ball will be AIS. Once again, a very quick call on the jump ball that time as Roberts and Joy wrestling for it. And uh, the AIS just really need to get the ball through hands. I said it before. And it well, that's really what changed. they did at the start of the game. They, they were just some lovely, quick, snappy passing and cutting yeah, to the, the basket. And they were creating room all over the place that uh, was causing all sorts of problems for Perth, for the wave. So Short delay as the floor gets wiped up from where the players were on the ground. Four minutes and 12 seconds to go in the half. And it's Ways leading the AAS 25 to 21. Thompson has it in the front court for the Institute. Pass off to Harrington. The oh. pass towards Roberts was overhead, and Bevelac will pick up the steal off a turnover. Long pass to Joy, cutting to the basket. She lost it. A turnover against Perth, against the West Coast Wave. The other thing is they had baseline cutters before too. You remember Rebecca Cole with that veal-like pass to the baseline cutter, and uh, they've just been stagnant here. And I was expecting the Waves to run out of legs before the AIS goes to the corner now, over the top, inside goes to Roberts. Cross the key to Thompson, and eventually it'll drop. Thompson now moving up to six points for the game, and we're back to a two-point ball game with three minutes and 30 seconds left to go in the half. Harper at the top, Dr. Marsh on the right wing. Pass into Hooper, who Harper had just cut at the basket. Ball bouncing around loose as the shot wouldn't go, and eventually Karen Harrington picks it up, and she's off to the races down court for the Institute, trying to go inside. Marsh sticks out a left foot. Kick ball, reset on the clock, and it'll be ball from the right wing. As the clock stays at 16. Inbound ball, Harrington back for Cole. Cole looking to pass, goes inside for Roberts. Roberts backing in against Harper, oh. and then banks one in off the glass, and she can do that. 
but she needs to have a better selection of shot as she ties it up at 25. 25 apiece, 2 minutes 55, and Coach Herbert, he's up and he's talking to these girls. He was doing a lot of coaching last night, just talking them through what they had to do. Tonight looks to be the same. Marsh on the left, uses a screen from Harper, puts up an outside jumper that won't go, and it's Garrick with a defensive rebound. He's off straight down the right wing. Pull up as Hooper got to her. Into the corner for Garrick. Back for Thompson, back for Garrick. From about the three-point line, long shot won't go. Roberts tops it down to Thompson. Thompson lays it in, and the Institute are back in front for 2.18 until halftime, 27-25. Well, they've been working hard to work themselves back into the game, and it's now starting to pay off. They are getting it through hands. The shot selection has become better. They're shooting at 39%, West Coast at 25. Bevilacqua then, with the ball, top of the key, looking to drive inside. Gives it off to Joy. She put it on the floor and almost lost it. Managed to save it. Turn around. As she heard the clock pounding oh, down and turn around and then hits the outside jumper. <laughs> to yeah. Phil Brown's dismay. He, he couldn't believe it. He was not happy then. He was How spinning around you? going. It was lucky. And it was net. It was all net, that shot. Roberts with it from the top. To Cole on the left wing. Harrington was in the low post. Roberts gets it. Thompson back into Roberts. Backing in oh. against Harper and... The, the arm bar, I think, over the shoulder was what the call's for on Harper. That'll be number one on her. Yeah. Just Harper. her first foul and just the second of the quarter. So no foul trouble for either side. Uh, that's good news. We want this game to be an even contest right the way through. Uh, Harper not looking like she's moving too uh, badly, even though she has had the uh, even though she has had the knee tape. Coach Brown, with a minute 30 seconds left, has decided to uh, have a chat to them. He wants this offensive play with it all tied up to make sure it's a conversion and probably like to get the clock down at the same time. Certainly would, 27 all with a minute 30 to go. And uh, after the way the, the quarter started, you'd be very happy to go in at half time all tied up. Thompson, leading scorer for the AIS with eight. She's just been subbed out. Roberts with five. Norwood with eight leads the scoring on the wave side with two players, Tully Bevilacqua, and, sorry, it's not Tully Bevilacqua, it's Rachel Wapman and Rebecca Mercer, both on five points apiece, Michelle Joy on four, and then two points for Melissa Marsh. The uh, score sheet at the moment, and, uh, well, once again, only two from eight outside the arc have dropped for the waves. Nine from 34, the total is uh, 26%. 13 from 30 for the AIS with only one from two from the line. Seven from eight from the line for waves. Garrick with the inbound pass to Harrington on the left wing as Institute set up a play. Harrington driving him past. Puts, uses the screen from Robertson, shoots over the top and in it goes. Institute lead by two with a minute 20 to go. Last night, waves were looking very vulnerable to screen action. Coach Brown obviously trying to get some of that going again to make sure they can get some scores. As Harper looked to take it inside. Oh. Oh. Norwood it was in they three did. seconds. Well, I was about to say, they didn't call it travel. And I'm not a good judge of a travel, but they certainly... Well, they went with a three-second call instead. Cole will bring it back into the front court. Minute. We're inside the final minute before half-time. Roberts is... 
Garrett comes back out on the right wing, then passes into Roberts, who's fouled. She's got the pass down low. Watman will be called for her second. And are they saying she was in the act of shooting? No. She only just received the ball. Well, I am surprised um, with that call. Continuation call, though. He must have reckoned she was in the continuation or something. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. It's only the third team foul. Yeah, and she'd only just received the ball as she makes one from two. So, 30 plays, 27 with 50 seconds left. As the wave have it in the front court. Harper at the top of the key. Looking for someone to try and pass it to. Down low she goes to... Oh. To Norwood, who has been fouled as she could receive the ball as well. Not in the extra shooting. With a second foul, it was just a careless one, pushing in the back of the player. As Mercer inbounded the ball. Watman had a good look there, but it was to the right. Harper came up with it. The rebound, Watman going after the rebound as well as Harper's shot doesn't drop, but eventually Cole settles things down for the shoot. They've got uh, one second... No, they've got a shot clock on the game clock. So, 18 seconds left. As Harrington looks to set up the play from the left wing, using the screen from Roberts, goes to go around it, then loses the ball off Watman's foot. It'll be institute ball from the left wing with only four seconds on the shot clock. So, they're going to have to set up a play and get up a quick shot. I thought it was even. My apologies. I thought they would have reset it. Have they reset it? No, yep, I think they have. Yeah. So they've got 9.8 seconds as Harrington gets it off the inbound. Drives in at the basket. Oh. Harper coming in on the help out defence is going to be called for the foul. I'm assuming this will be in the act of shooting. It was certainly uh, looked more like a shot than a previous foul. I thought that looked foul. more like a charge than a block. Well, sometimes you can be lucky. Karen Harrington hasn't scored tonight, but she'll go to a oh, Yes, she has. She's got two. Yeah, only a player who hasn't uh, troubled the score is Samuels as the first one drops. And that, that's a good sign for the Institute when all the players are scoring. Makes them both. 33 or 32, 27, four seconds to go as Watman. Will she get off a shot in time? Just with about a second to go. Off the back of the rim. It won't go, though. Five-point lead at halftime in favour of the RAS. Who would have believed that at the start of the uh, first of the second quarter? But what a good fight back from the Institute to get back into it after uh, an 18 to nothing run from the West Coast Wave. Well, Coach Graff regularly talks about the pendulum swings of momentum and you just have to make sure when that pendulum is in your scoring side, you make the most of it. And both teams, when they've had that momentum, they've done the best they can to get the scores down. Of course... This uh, this game isn't being played between one and two like we'll see next Saturday night here on Sport Radio with Bulleen. One o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, it's a TV game, so okay, one o'clock mm. in the afternoon. Um, so it, yeah, it's not one versus two like we're going to see next week on no. Sport Radio. But that game, obviously, that game time's been moved to uh, accommodate the uh, television coverage, so my apologies there. We'll have it live on Sport Radio for those of you who can't get to the ABC coverage. Shooting percentage at the long break is 20, uh, sorry, 45% for the AIS, 24% for the Waves. 
The only team that's got anything down from outside is the Waves. They've hit two from nine at 22%, and they have had the most trips to the line, and they're shooting seven from eight from the free throw line. It's four from six at 67% for the AIS. Rebounds, 22 to 16 AIS favour. Assists are five to one in favour of the AIS. Steals, two to one AIS. Blocks, four to one AIS. Turnovers, nine to six AIS. Points in the paint, 16 to eight. You'd expect that because they've definitely got the height there, the AIS side. Then you have uh, only second chance points. The AIS with only two. The Waves with five. Norwood leads scorers for the Waves with eight points. As we said before, it's Watman and also Mercer with five points. Three points for Bevilacqua. Two points for Melissa Marsh. And four points for Michelle Joy, who I think I missed there earlier. AIS, only one of the nine players who hasn't made a score here tonight and starting with eight points for Thompson six points for now Darcy Garvin no. no that's Taylor Roberts Eleven's in the 11 yeah. yeah Taylor Roberts uh, with six points four points apiece for um, Harrington and also for Rebecca and then Rebecca Allen Rebecca Allen yep and two points apiece for Garrick, also for Donnelly, and then for Sarah Blickarves, who I thought has had a much better game than the scoreboard shows, but she has had a, a very athletic game running up and down the floor with purpose and uh, has had a couple of looks not go her way. One stat that really stands out there that... Um Perth, the West Coast Wave, have only had one assist in the first um, half. They average 16 assists in, in a well, this season. Well, we'd tell you you'd expect that. Yeah, they are not getting any team help. So they're actually second in the league in assists behind Boleyn. Um, they only have one at half time. That is one area they will be looking to really uh, improve. Uh, as you would expect. Neither side's a great rebounding outfit, so they're both uh, low on the table in the WNBL that way. Um, field goal percentage-wise, they're both at the bottom um, in the league, 39 and 35 for the AIS. So um, AIS is shooting above theirs, but Perth are below theirs. So uh, Perth won't want to continue shooting the way they are, otherwise they are going to lose this one and they don't want to be 0-2 for the weekend. No, that is exactly right. They have very slim hopes of making the finals, and I would say that was tonight, predicated about... on making sure tonight was a W. A loss tonight would, I think, finish them off. As we look at the league ladder, Mark, and as I was away from the start of the game, I don't know if you had much time to talk about Bulleen maintaining their position at the top of the ladder. They've got two games in hand over the Canberra Transact Capitals as well, but last night... They once again showed why they are on the top rung, defeating Dandenong in the local derby, 88-87. to Logan defeated Adelaide in a come-from-behind win, 85-83. And, of course, you heard it on Sport Radio, the Capitals defeating West Coast, 96-78. Now, 
the interesting thing on the ladder is the number of teams that have got games in hand over the Capitals who have played 18 games already this season. They're on 15 and 3. Bulleen with 16 games played are on 14 and 2. So by percentage, which is how the ladder has worked, they are sitting on top even though they've won less games. Logan is 10 and 6 after 16 games. Bendigo 10 and 7 after 17 games and Dandenong uh, 9 and 8 after 17 games. Sydney at 8 and 9 after 17 games look unlikely but if Dandenong keep losing well who knows Sydney could scrape in. Townsville 7 and 9 after 16 are looking unlikely and West Coast it's mathematical that they can at 6 and 11 after 17. Adelaide with 15 games played at 2 and 13 Biggest disappointment for the year by far, although that team is certainly rebuilding, but we didn't expect them to fall so far. And the AS with two wins and 15 losses, well, as we said last week, if they can play to their potential for more than three quarters, they are in with a good show. And that's what they demonstrated last night, uh, last week. That's what they're dis- demonstrating again tonight. Half five-point lead at half-time is uh, nothing to be sneezed at. They're going to be really, really happy, and I'm sure Phil Brown will be instilling in them what they did. were doing really well in that, uh, the start of the game when they built that big lead up. They were up at 18-7 to seven, um, early on before, uh, before the West Coast wave came back, and then they finished off the second uh, quarter really well. So to get back in front and have a five-point lead at half-time, it's a good performance, and they just need to continue doing all those good things um, and hopefully they can come up with the win and uh, they'll be in front of Adelaide on the ladder. Two, that just rub it in. Yeah, two games that are left in this round of WNBL basketball in about uh, just under an hour's time. Townsville will be taking on Adelaide from the new Projects Australia Stadium and then from Sunday at 2pm, the Sydney Uni Flames take on the Logan Thunder at the Sydney Sports and, uh, Sydney Uni Sports and Aquatic Centre. So those two games yet to, uh, well, to complete this round, but yet to get underway, Townsville and Adelaide, as I said, the game Town- probably Townsville. 45 minutes away. Yeah, you'd have to say Townsville should beat Adelaide, who are backing up from playing last night. So you've got uh, the AS which, off which the will, bottom of the ladder which here, Which will Mark. keep Townsville. Well, at half-time, they are. <laughs> yeah. They're off the ladder. And, uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't think Adelaide can beat Townsville backing up. And then uh, the game tomorrow, Sydney and Logan, that's a huge one for both of those teams. Percentage-wise, I don't know if 3 and 15 beats 2 and 13, though, Mark. Uh, it does on wins. Yeah, it does on wins. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure where it'll hit. We'll I, wait and see. I'll, I'll well, it, I'd say it would. Because well, the percentage is, what, 13 and 11. It's close enough that one win should turn it over and put them in, uh, back in front. But we'll wait and see. We've got six minutes and 20 seconds still as the uh, West Coast Wave are slowly making it back to the court to uh, start their warm-up for the second half. Did that last night too against the Capitals. They went out, out very early, early yep, mm. and uh, came out very early to try and get that um, warm-up going and to get their head into the game. Uh, Coach Herbert obviously got everything out that he needed to get out very quickly and and uh, is looking for them to uh, to well it probably wants them to get know, their shooting rhythm going yeah, if you're shooting right, 24% yeah. you're uh, not doing very well you need to uh, 
get some confidence and make some shots in the warm-up and uh, might get you going again. But they uh, really do need to uh, get their game going. Find some passes, find some teammates, put, put it through some hands. Uh, one assist um, is just incredible at half-time, yeah, especially is. when they average 16. So you would expect it, um, it would be a little bit better than that. As uh, a couple of the girls are back at centre court, they're um, just uh, having a little bit of a shoot around, and there's no sign of the Institute of Sport yet. As uh, the coaches return also for the West Coast Wave. But yeah, Dave, Dave Herbert has done a great job with this uh, team this year, turning around the, uh, the franchise and getting him back to uh, in a good position. They'll be very happy with uh, their return this season, even if they do, as it looks like, you're going to miss out on the playoffs. Um, nobody expected them to be in contention at the start of the season for the playoffs anyway. So I have done some maths, and you'll be happy to know that it, uh, Adelaide would be on 13%, and if the AIS win here, Adelaide go down, AIS will be on 16%. So it would move them on the scoreboard. But... No point counting any chickens like that because we've still got a half of basketball here on Sport Radio to bring you and it should be an interesting contest as the AIS, well, with that five-point advantage, 32-27 over the West Coast Waves. And Tally Bevelacqua just sitting on the bench talking with Dave Herbert and Craig Friday, talking about what they're going to need to do for the rest of this game as the AAS make their way back across the court. Bit of free throw shooting now, but it's not the free throw shooting that's letting. No, seven of eight. Laid down. Hit seven of eight in the first, uh, and that was where they got their first four points. It took yep. them a long time to get their first basket. Uh, they were initially getting them at the free throw line. So, uh, yep, into the layup drill. Away they go, and uh, they'll be hoping for uh, a few of them in the second half if they want to win this game. But um, the hard part, of course, is they did play last night. They will, they're not as fresh as the AIS girls will be. So they'll be looking for uh, a much improved performance. We're about three minutes away from the start of the second half. AIS leading here at the AIS training hall, 32-27. to 27 On uh, what was a bit of a mixed performance. They started great and finished the half well but uh, did have a very, very dead period for uh, around about seven or eight minutes where they couldn't get a basket before Just they finally got back and took the lead. Recapping the leading scorers, Norwood for the West Coast with eight, five points for Mercer and Watman and Michelle Joy with four points. AIS, Thompson with eight points, Roberts with six points, Allen, uh, Blickarves, no, sorry, Alan Harrington and Cole with four points. As I can see, coach Chris, or assistant coach Chris Lucas here, just uh, having a look. And obviously, I think the Caps have one more trip over to the West. Just wants to see if they've decided to uh, put anything else in their arsenal before they have to play them again. As I say that, West Coast AIS, but I don't see a West Coast Canberra game, so don't know what I've got wrong there. So anyway, 
it's all, always good to be scouting. And, of course, um, he might also be uh, scouting players for the Capitals for next season. Yeah, well, that's true, too. The Australian development camps are in here at the moment, and that includes the under-17 men's and women's and also the wheelchairs, uh, a number of, uh, number of players all having a look at WNBL basketball. They uh, came into the AIS Arena in the uh, third quarter last night because they were already in the midst of some trainings. And tonight they've got to see this AIS West Coast game from the start. And uh, haven't been as much barracking as what I thought there might have been. So with so many of the girls coming from Queensland, New South Wales uh, and Victoria, perhaps they are... uh, not emotionally into the game yet, but you think if you were going to be coming to the AS, you'd want to be cheering them along. Uh, also, with the men, a good mix from Victoria, Western Australia, and also WA, making up the majority of that camp. The camps is running between the 17th and the 21st of January for the wheelchair athletes, and then. So they've just finished? Yep, for the rollers and gliders. And uh, the female. Athletes attending the camp will be vying for a spot in the 2011 IWBF Under-25s Women's World Championships, which will take place at Brock University, St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, in July 15 to 23. Sounds like a nice place to go. Yeah. Uh, the men's squad... Uh, well, I don't know where the... Uh, not sure where the men's are playing, so... Um, anyway... Back here at the AS training hall, West Coast Waves have first use. Bevilacqua looking to force it inside. Cole tips it away. Norwood picks it up. Driving into the paint against Rebecca Allen. Shoots over the top of it. Won't go. Allen tips it out of bounds. Well, Norwood somehow. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. That was right in front of me. AIS have got the ball somehow. Blickhaves on the left wing. Got Roberts in front of a high post. Pass goes to Allen. Allen won't go inside yet. Back for Blickhaves. Drives inside. Out to Cole. Cole now. Into Roberts. Turns around. Gives it to Blickhaves from the right wing. Shot won't go for her. And, Blick- and Bevelacqua gets back to run down the long rebound and bring it down the left wing into the front court. I'm concerned about the lack of blocking out and the lack of rebounding both teams are showing at the moment with the ball on the right to take it inside passes it back out Malpass outside jumper won't go Rebecca Allen just keeps that one alive gets it back to Cole and Cole will take off down the right wing look to drive inside now Bevelacqua says no wait and then almost steals it in fact forces the steal as she tried to, as the pass tried to go inside and Bevelacqua brings it back in the front court Norwood has a stolen away by Blickhouse who will just dribble away to the other end and lay it up on her own. Institute get the first basket of the third quarter. Bevelac with her hands on her hips. Not happy. Gets it on the right wing from Marsh. Being watched by Cole. Just set up play, waiting for someone to get free. Marsh, a pass inside for Norwood. Norwood, a nice little layup. Gets the shooter's roll on the ball that time, Mark. Yeah, had to do all the hard work inside underneath the basket as Rebecca Cole now takes on Bevelacqua, dribbles around her, lays it off for Taylor Robertson. She gets an easy layup at the and other end. And once again, that was ball movement inside the key. They kept the ball moving. They didn't, uh, they didn't stall on it, and they got an easy basket. 
Nothing static about that. Malpass then with it on the left wing. In for Norwood. Looking to go baseline against Allen. Chucks it out. Ball tipped oh. around loose. Uh, Rebecca Cole tips it out of bounds. And this time it will be the Waves ball. Kate Malpass will inbound underneath their offensive basket. Marsh looking to get free. Goes left. Finds Harper for a three from outside. Won't go. Institute. Oh. Well, Malpass has been called as she contested with Madeline Garrick. She'll be called for the foul. And that's number one. Garrick hit the two. floor a ton, man. That sounded terrible. So Malpass has two personal fouls for the game as Cole there dribbles away to the left and Beverly Lackwood just Cole's gives her a little her ankle there. Yeah, a little knocked her over and she's clutching at the right ankle. Not a good sight. It's Karen Harrington will probably be up in a second. No. Yeah. Taylor Donnelly. Going Donnelly. She's going to try and play well, Don, it Donnelly, out. Donnelly does tend to be about the first guard to come on. No, Cole's up. They've called the subs. <laughs> she was waiting <laughs> Donnelly. Oh, no, I'm right. Yeah, <laughs> don't. Don't take me off. You might think I'm injured and not yeah. play me again. <laughs> Coach Brown said he was worried about the knee, which uh, I thought immediately when she went down. He's pointing her towards the doctors. Yep. Go and see the physio. Go and see him. Taylor Robertson's side. Taking oh. on um, uh, Harper, who did great defensive work, came over the block and then the steal, and Marsh has it back in the front court. Harper to Beverlack with the ball tip loose, almost lost. By Perth, Malpass gets it in the left corner and then travels as she looked to take off and cut baseline. Rebecca Cole is down for a bit of treatment on the floor, so the Institute will have it in the backcourt as Allen gets it to Donnelly to bring down. She dribbles down the right wing, comes back to the left. Blickhaz gets it inside to Allen. Allen turns and faces the basket, then takes on Harper. Oh, Norwood and Shoots an air wall as Malpass gets it straight Again. down the centre of the court and then loses it out of bounds. And the ball was almost going to be out of Malpass and Donnelly kept it alive and lost it out of bounds. So uh, a little bit of luck there as the Wave will keep the ball. Mercer will inbound it as she's come into the game. And long pass out to Marsh. Marsh back to Mercer. Into Norwood. Norwood back to... Joy, who's come in for uh, for the wave as well. They pass back outside. Bevelacker with a three from the top. Won't go. Roberts tips it away, but only as far as Joy. She oh. takes it to the basket, scores, and the power to neck the shooting will go to the line. Allen just got a piece of the arm there. Just going to say, both teams have looked very static in offence, and that has been uh, one of the features here in this third term. AAS uh, have scored, what, four points this quarter to uh, three? No, to four. So the four, they're even four each, yeah, yeah. So, uh, with the shot to come. But, yeah, just both teams very static in offence. They'll be looking to get more hands on the ball. They need to get inside out going as Joy makes the uh, bonus. Thompson inbounds. The Institute lead by four. Oh. Oh, Donnelly's pass to Taylor Roberts. Just managed to save it. Pass back outside and they'll set up a play. That was lucky. Donnelly on the right wing. Dribbles back to the left. Driving down the left. Left-handed layup. Won't go, but fouled by Mercer. He'll put her at the line. And it's a second on Mercer. So a number of... She's the fourth player for the Wave who's got her... Got, got two fouls. Rebecca Cole is down. The shoe is off. They're taping her ankle again. 
Was it uh, Donnelly makes with? the free throw. Does look that might have been a little bit there before. They it's normally they normally do tape ankles before games. I'm just assuming. It's <laughs> <laughs> the second though, Mark. So, 37 plays 32. As the fouls called on Donnelly, I think. Yep. Beverlake was driving down, and Donnelly was just on a hip. Gets called for the fouls. Casey Samuels comes back in for the institute, and Blickavs will sit down. As the wave will inbound from the right wing. Goes into Norwood. Norwood. Can't pass, so she drives across the key. Left-handed layup. Why go Roberts' defensive rebound, oh. then throws it at Harrington, who was going the other way. Just about turned her inside out, upside down, back to front, and everything else. Perth, then have it from the right wing. Bivolacqua gets it. Again, take another opportunity. Bivolacqua goes to Norwood, driving underneath the basket. Roberts just had an arm across her and will be caught for a foul. Rebecca Cole testing that ankle. She's got the shoe back on and she's happy. No limping. She walks back to the bench. She'll be back in the game shortly. As Rebecca Allen comes in for Taylor Roberts. As with Norwood going to the line for a couple of free throws. Makes the first. 5.55 still here to go in the third quarter. That brings the lead down to four. And they keep up being very, very good from the free throw line. Yep. 37-34 as Donnelly has it in the front court for the Institute. Comes down the left wing into Thompson. Thompson turns, faces the basket. Shoots the 16-foot jumper. Runs around the room but wouldn't drop for and. Joy gets the defensive rebound off the Bevilacqua. Comes down the left wing. Mercer and Norwood in front of her. Passes to Joy. Now down for Mercer and Mercer. She got the ball as been fouled. As Harrington will be called for uh, a very quick reach in as Mercer was receiving the ball. She'll inbound from the right wing to Bevilacqua. Uses a screen to go left. Joy comes across and gets it low post. Takes it in against from right out front. Shot won't go for a ball tip loose. Samuels gets to it first for the Institute and she's straight down the left wing. Take it to the corner. Pass inside for Thompson. Turn around. Jumper. Great baseline. Fall away jumper from Olivia Thompson and she's got 10 points. The first player into double figures for the, uh, for the Institute. Melissa Marsh gets it on the left wing and just as soon as she got it put that one up but it's an outside two. Harrington getting hassled all the way that time by Rebecca Mercer I don't know what they're thinking they need to execute sets and they just took a three-point shot that time I think it was Samuels who's not had many minutes this game and obviously wanted to put a score on her name oh and Allen's gone for a fourth now so Norwood worked very well Norwood's been working well had Taylor Roberts uh, sat down and uh, she's now st- she's back in she's going to sub in for Allen and uh, well Marsh Joy sitting down as Norwood will shoot two from the line Watman is going to uh, well she must be going to play the three position so once again the height is going to be a big disparity for the waves 
as you've got Mercer and Bevilacqua in the uh, one and two respectively. 39 all then, 4.22 to three-quarter time. Harrington to oh. Roberts, who almost has it stolen away from him by Norwood, keeps it alive. Samuels into Roberts, backing inside. Goes back out for Harrington, from the top for three, a little bit long, long rebound to Bevilacqua. And she bumps Samuels to the ground, gets into the front court, five on four, as Mercer drives down oh. the centre of the lane, that was fouled in the act of shooting by Thompson. Very careless by Thompson. She knew she was on a mismatch. And Waves, with this momentum, are going to take the lead once again as Coach Brown decides, I think, to call a timeout here. Yes, he does. And Coach Brown wants to uh, talk to the girls with four minutes left to go in the third term. They're being outscored by 12 points to seven in this quarter. And it's been very frustrating because the AAS have been giving away some very soft, cheap fouls. Yeah, they have, and that was another one there. Mercer just had too much room, and then Thompson just with a quick reach across. Of course, the other problem is, um, foul-wise, Rebecca Allen, who's played very well tonight as well, she's on four, so she's going to be out for quite a considerable period of time. We won't see her back this quarter. Um, Yeah, and it's just uh, frustrating, I think, is is a good word for it right now. It's It's to be expected with a young team like this AAS. Of course the AAS program has shifted down a little bit in age range now. So you've got what 15 to probably about 17 year olds here and that experience is it takes its toll after a while when you're playing up against wily veterans like Mel Marsh and Kelly Bevilacqua. Mercer will go to the line then for the wave to put them back in front. I think you've only missed one from about 13 or 14 tonight. And she continues that. One from 13 right now. One miss. One miss from 13 shots right now. One miss from 14 as the second one goes in. So the wave lead by two, 41-39. Harrington will bring it into the front court. Goes to the left for Donnelly. Taking on Bevilac with drives in the paint. Gets it to Samuels in the right corner. She drives across the paint. Puts up a layup that won't go. Thompson keeps it alive, tries to find Harrington. And Mercer knocks it out of bounds, so the Institute will have it on the right wing. 22 seconds on the shot clock after the missed shot, so the clock was reset. Harrington will inbound from the right wing. Mercer with a very solid game tonight for all the waves. Harrington passes inside for Roberts. Back to the left wing for Samuels for three. Left that one short off the front of the rim. And it was... Um, Watman, who got the rebound, dribbles down court and fouled by Casey Samuels. That's yeah, Samuels the bonus. out here because uh, she just, every time she's got the ball, she's tried to shoot. Hasn't been looking for teammates in better position. She's just been jacking them up. And uh, I think Coach Brown has got frustrated with that. Well, especially, I mean, even if they were calling that play and you're missing them, <laughs> they're not going to stay out there for too long. So Watman will go to the line for a couple of free throws. Makes the first again. One miss out of 15 free throws tonight has certainly kept them in this game. Out of 16. Yep. 15 points have come at the free throw line for them. As Cole brings it back into the front court. Finds Harrington on the right wing. Harrington comes back to Cole who's just come into the game. She's left all alone so she puts up a three. Won't go. Thompson inside trying to 
got the offensive board and tries to take it back up, and she's been fouled. Yeah, Bevilacqua on Bevilacqua. That's just second on Bevilacqua. It's the fourth team foul against the Wave for the quarter, though. So any more now from them for this quarter, we'll see the Institute go to the line. Melissa Marsh comes back in for Bevilacqua, who will sit down. Thompson at the line for the AIS. And this is when the momentum swing normally happens for the AIS, when Bevilacqua steps out of the game. The AIS start to get a run. Thompson misses the free throw. Makes the second. Three-point game as the wave lead as Watman brings it down the right wing. Marsh back to the left, throws a bad pass behind Fielding who couldn't get to it. Turnover against per the wave. AIS will have it in the backcourt. The ball's gone up the race. <laughs> It, it, it was a rocket. It yeah. was a rocket, but it was right behind fielding. So Thompson will inbound in the backcourt. Cole is there to get it. Well, I don't know what she was doing, talking to Phil Brown. And she had the <laughs> ball. Gets it to Thompson in the high post at the left. Off to Harrington. Drives down the lane. Left-handed lap. It goes. Just got a friendly roll as it dropped over and in. And it's a one-point game as the Wave bring it back down the left wing. Mercer to Norwood to Watman, who has it stolen by Rebecca Cole. He just runs it and lays it in. And the Institute are back in front. And the crowd start to cheer. Get a little bit noisy, perhaps, and get the Institute home. 2.28 to go till three-quarter time as... Fielding took it down to the baseline. Backs it back for Mercer. Three-point shot won't go. Roberts with the defensive rebound off to Cole, and Harrington will bring it into the front court. Coach Herbert wants the timeout next time they've got the ball. He knows that when Tully's off the floor, they're just not looking as crisp, and definitely you lose a lot in defence from a point like Tully Bevelacqua when she's not out there. Oh, Cole oh. gets the steal back. The pass oh. too hot for Thompson. So the time Choices, out. choices. <laughs> yeah. so he got the steal back after uh, giving it up and then threw a bad pass and give it up again. Interesting to see what Coach Herbert does. He needs to rest Tully, but he knows that the game is still in the balance. A 1.4 game here at the training hall with a minute 58 left to go in the third term. 44-43 here on Sport Radio where we've got some big games coming up. Bulleen, come to the ACT next week, and it'll be Bulleen and Caps next Saturday, followed by Bulleen and AIS next Sunday. Yep, a couple of good games there, and uh, both will be, I believe, 1 o'clock on the Saturday and then the Sunday. The AIS game, the um, Capitals game will be on the... Uh, yeah, see, I've still got a 7 o'clock here in the uh, AIS program. So uh, that's why I was calling it 7 o'clock before, as the, the buzzer sounds. But you can understand why they'd want that game to be match of the round on ABC because it is one versus two, and it will be a, uh, well, it will be a blockbuster for sure. It will. The two form sides, the two uh, outstanding sides this season, although Dandenong did have their say a little bit uh, a couple of weeks ago. As Bevilacqua then brings it back into the front court. Fielding to Mercer on the right wing. Norwood's low post on the right. She gets it. And to take on Roberts. Driving underneath the basket. 
Good defence. Takes it up. Roberts with a block, but the ball falls for Marsh. She put up a shot from out the front and manages to get it to run around the room and drop in for them. Oh, the AIS They almost give it away as Harrington get off the inbound pass. And then almost drill. Almost lost it on the dribble. As Mercer harasses her. Finally gives it to Thompson. They need to get it through They've hands. Got eight seconds on the shot clock. Into Harrington. Drives and against Mercer. Found the extra shooting. She'll go to the line. Well, they made something out of nothing there, the oh. AIS, because they laboured on that one. They, Coach Brown was calling it. Get it through hands. Look for your open player. Wait for the defence to give you an opening. But uh, unfortunately, they've not been shooting well from the line. Hopefully, Harrington can change that now. Well, she makes the first, so she ties it back up at 45, but it almost looked like Harrington was hoping for a foul call. She's dribbling it down, and Mercer was all over her, but the call ain't coming, then it doesn't matter. Three misses it. <laughs> She missed the free throw, but Roberts got inside, stole the rebound, and sticks it back in, and the Institute are back in front by two. As Mercer on the right wing, a minute to go to three-quarter time. Back to fielding, puts it up boy and a great steal from Harrington and she'll dribble it back down the court and then dribble it out and set up the play as the defence got back. Thompson, low post, backing in against Marsh from out front. Shoots it in and it goes. Four-point lead for the Institute with 40 seconds still three-quarter time. Thompson, 13 points for the game now. Mark inside the last 30 seconds of the third term and Tully out there now trying to call the shots. Puts it back to Marsh, three-pointer. Won't go, and Thompson gets the defensive rebound for the Institute. Slow it down, set up a good play. There's about a second left difference between the shot and game clock. So uh, you play it down to the wire, they won't get another opportunity, and uh, Institute hopefully can get a good basket off this as Cole. Uses a screen, drives inside, off for Roberts. Roberts banks it in. So they've got five seconds. It's Bevilacqua from half court. Will she put it up early? No, ball knocked away by Cole. Great oh, steal by Cole. Harrington tried the shot instead. And at three-quarter time, it's a six-point lead for the Institute who finished that perfectly. It's, as They couldn't have finished the quarter. No, better. any better than that. Phil that Brown would be absolutely delighted with the way they just finished that with some really good defense and a couple of good offensive plays. And they're suddenly back in front by six. They are indeed. Looking at the stats here at three-quarter time, and it is... AIS still shooting at 45%. Perth, excuse me, West Coast shooting at 27. It's three pointers, 17% for waves, nothing from the AIS outside. Then 94 from the free throw line for waves. It's 58 from the free throw line for the AIS. And uh, 16 attempts for Perth from the free throw line, 12 attempts from the line for the AIS. Rebounds, 32 to 27 AIS. Assists, 9 to 1 AIS. Steals, 6 to 2 AIS. Blocks, 5 to 2 AIS. Turnovers, 12 apiece. And then we look at points in the paint, 22 to 14. Second chance points, 4 to 7. West Coast favour. And 6 points off turnovers for the AIS. None for the West Coast Waves. And, and a couple of, about four of those points of turnovers came in the last couple of seconds there. Yeah, so. that's true too. Thompson with 13 points, lead scorers on the floor for the AAS. Roberts with 12, Harrington with 7. Rebounds, Thompson with 8, 
Roberts with seven, Allen with five. Allen is sitting on four personal fouls and is not going to start here at the start of the fourth term. Norwood's on 15, then on seven points, Watman, Joy, as we have the side back out on the floor. Mark Aston to call all the action in the last quarter. Fourth quarter starts with the Institute having the ball. Sarah Blickavs inbounds it to Rebecca Cole. She's got Roberts, Thompson and Harrington out there as Thompson gets it on the left. Comes back to Blickavs straight in for Roberts who turn around and lays it in and they can't defend that when she does it like that. Bivilacqua brings it back. Eight point lead for the Institute as Marsh gets it on the right wing. <coughs> Into Joy. Back out to Bivilacqua. Oh, Mercer it was, and she hits a three from outside. And a good offensive play there for Perth to start the quarter. Roberts gets it, high post, on the left. Pass off to Blickhouse, cutting across the key. Did well to get that one up, and but the shot wouldn't drop for her. Joy with a defensive rebound. Quickly to Bevilacqua, Mercer cuts across the baseline. Joy at the top of the key to Marsh on the right wing and a little hand in the back from Blickhouse. Third personal on her. Yep. Just a little bit going after the ball there. Uh, the intercept the pass and just had the armbar, which turned into a lean. Joy gets the ball inside. Oh, that's tough shooting. No, that's Thompson this time, isn't it? So yep. Thompson went up first. Flickhouse went up second. They needed the time. Their reach is a bit better that time. As Michelle Joy had the inside position, she'll go to the line for a couple of free throws. And the second team foul immediately in the first minute against the Institute. They don't want to get into foul trouble too early because Perth have been very, very good at the free throw lines. What's kept them in this game, really? Yep. And once again, they were. <coughs> They're shooting 17 from... 18 so far in the game. Cole almost has it stolen away. <coughs> Roberts gets it on the right wing. Back to Thompson, to Blickhavs on the left wing. Roberts low post. Pass in for Cole going at the basket. Bevel Ackworth had a hand in there. And Tully has three fouls. Now, this is an important change here. Blickhavs, uh, sorry, it's time... Thompson coming off for Allen, along with Harrington stepping off the court for Garrick. It'll be an interesting change to see, because certainly uh, Payne in the last uh, few minutes has found some post positioning that she wasn't getting earlier, and they obviously wanted to keep Roberts out there to see if they can keep exploiting that. Oh, one from two again, as this time Roberts. Did I say Payne? My apologies, it is Roberts has been posting up quite well late in this game. It's where she has her 14 points. Most of them coming inside as Bevelacqua now into the front court on the right wing. Comes back to Mercer. Turn around. Quick shot. Won't go. Allen with the defensive rebound. Off to Cole. Bevelacqua stepping in there and made Cole change direction. She comes back to the left. Being harassed by Bevelacqua. Takes it into the corner. Found the corner on her knees. Found Allen into Roberts. Roberts off to Blickhouse. Baseline jumpers. Good from about 12 foot. And the crowd liked that basket as she makes it 58 to 50. Marsh with the back in the front court. In for Norwood. Norwood back to Marsh. 
quick three-pointer from out there. Won't go. And the ball inside. Garrick gets it loose to Cole. Cole quickly down the centre of the court. They had numbers there, but they'll wait. Garrick for the baseline jumper. Hits another one. And the cap and the uh, Institute are up by... 8 8. Yep. 58 50. Boy, they had that other basket too quick. The, score, they the beat scoreboard me to beat you to it, that's right. 58 50 with 7 minutes 40 left in the momentum. Back with the AIS as they're playing tough defence. Norwood not getting anything inside now as Marsh makes her way to the basket. Rebounding is good from the AIS. Oh, that time they just couldn't control it enough. And it's over the baseline. It's uh, been an exciting game here in the last few minutes. I think the, the Institute have just really upped the tempo and put the pressure on the wave of playing a second night. Good tactics. As uh, the wave will inbound it. Watman gets it into Norwood from the right wing. Hand back off to Watman. Two point Watman shot. Goal. Oh, and that's Sarah Blick has a very sloppy, lazy foul. That's I, her fourth. I don't know. The, the, if the ball leaves the hand, I didn't think the call was still. I thought incidental contact was called, and that's a no call. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know this game very well, Mark, but I've only been watching it for nine years. But I thought if the ball had left the hand and contact was made, it was certainly way after the shot. It was a very, very late call. So Watman will go to the line for a couple of free throws. And they have been good. Jinxed them on that one. She, they finally miss a second one for the night. They've been very good. Two of 19. She misses them both as the ball's loose on the ground. Watman, ball loose. Norwood, who's got it? Rebecca Cole ends up with it finally. Gets it straight down court. Pass inside for Garrett. Garrett lays it in. 60-50. to 50. Institute up by 10. Not over yet, but the AAS looking like they're making the most of the opportunities. They're playing that upbeat tempo, as Mark referred to earlier. And Watman, unable to respond. Oh, Cole and Watman. And Watman just testing the knee there as it was a heavy, heavy contact. That's the fourth team foul. And we've got a timeout called by Dave Herbert now because the AIS have to play seven minutes foulless. Without trying to put him at the line. Well, I just put Watman at the line. She missed two. Well, I don't she know. Probably won't miss any more. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, Mark. That's a big call because I think she's hit about seven points from the line. Let's have a look at Watman here for the West Coast tonight. And, uh, well, they've only missed two. And Watman is shooting. Well, Watman's missed. Uh, sorry, they've only missed three. Watman's two from four, Mark. So the only other one to miss one, Tali Bellavalacqua. Samantha Norwood, you don't want to put her at the line. She's seven from seven so far in the game. So Norwood... As, as a team, they only shoot 71% this season. Well, they're shooting... So it was time they lost tonight. a couple. Yeah. But uh, they certainly... They're at 85% now from the line. Rebounds 35 to 28 AIS way. 48% for the AIS. It's 26 Shots made from 54 attempts from the field. Interestingly, 15 shots made for the West Coast from 55 attempts. And uh, the AIS taking every part of that uh, timeout. Kelly Bevelacqua <laughs> was saying, give her the ball. We're out here and ready to play. If We're ready not, to go. Yeah. That's not the uh, ref's problem. As Bevelacqua holding the ball for a long time there, stationary. Well, we got three seconds on the shot clock as Watman had to jack it up from outside. It wouldn't go. 
No, and AIS did the rebounding. Ten-point ball game, and Coach Herbert is frustrated. He's looking to get Harper back in to get some more body out there. He needs some more physicality as Bevilacqua makes the steal. But Cole gets the ball back. Cole tries oh, to go all the lost way. It. Yep. Lost Troy control of it as he dribbled inside. I don't know who they're going to take off, though. You'd want to keep Norwood, and I would think Joy, so that means you're going to take either Watmon or Mercer off. Well, ah. you want to keep Mercer for outside shooting. She's been very good from there. Norwood driving inside, lays it in over the top of Thompson. So you're saying Watmon's the uh, one sacrificial lamb there. Well, you're going to have to play tall, of, yeah. three, four, and five because the AS still um, have those options. As uh, Harrington drives to the baseline, back out to Allen. Allen comes across the key. Inside she goes to Thompson, turn around, jumper. Oh, ran around the room and dropped off. And they can't just uh, make too many mistakes as the um, they didn't get back on defense. Norwood inside, an easy pass into her. She just lays it in as all of a sudden Coach the Brown defense went to sleep. Yep. Coach Brown wants that timeout now. He's still got one up his sleeve. Well, both coaches still have one up their sleeve. So panic station's certainly not the uh, situation at the moment. But they have seen... Three trips down the floor now, unsuccessful, the AIS. So they'll be wanting to try and uh, reverse that by getting a defensive stop and then a score themselves. 60, plays 54 at the training hall. AIS versus Waves, 5 minutes and 44 seconds left to go in the game. Leading scorer for the AIS, 14 points for Taylor Roberts, 13 points for... Olivia Thompson. Then on the other side, it has been Norwood's night. 19 points for Samantha Norwood as the Waves have got the momentum swing back. Mercer with 10, 9 for Joy, 7 for Wapman, and 6 for Bevel Aqua. And Harper has come in for Joy. So I thought they might have wanted to stay with some height there, Mark, but uh, well. Coach Herbert knows what he's doing, and it's two, four. That's six players on the floor. I would have thought that's a tech, well, they can tech value for that. They did that last week, too, against Sydney, Mark, and uh, Michelle Hocking was talking about the rest being very generous in that situation. Well, they got away with it anyway. AIS have it on the right wing. Karen Harrington with the ball. He's just using a screen from Roberts now, gets the pass to her. Roberts will turn around, shoot the outside jumpers, an air ball, and Cole couldn't get the rebound. Rebecca Allen charging and fighting for uh, the ball as it's knocked out of bounds, and the Institute will have it under their offensive basket with four just seconds. four seconds on the shot clock. Yeah. Coach Brown was trying to make him know it. Garrick or Harrington. Three from the left, it won't go. The rebounders with Norwood and gives it to. Watman to bring into the front court. Down the left wing. Bevelacqua into Mercer on the baseline. Turn around. Under the basket. Oh. Great block there from... Well, it hasn't been called a great block. It's been called a foul. Mm. That's the fifth team foul and the second for Harrington. So Mercer goes to the line. 60-54. Ayers up by six. As she makes the first of the free throws. Mercer's a very good shooter. She uh, is in double figures. That's 11 points for the night. Makes a second. So she's got 12 and the lead is back to four. As the Institute need a basket. 
as Garrick brings it into the front court. Comes back to the left for Harrington. Gets a screen from Robertson, drives down the lane. Uh, and they get a little bit too fancy with the layup and missed it. Her, the wave with the ball as Watman has it at the top of the key. Dribbles around to the right. Got to Bevilacqua. Bevilacqua looking to drive inside. The moving screen on Norwood. As Cole was chasing Bevilacqua, Norwood stepped in and gets called for the moving screen. And a foul on Norwood. That's her second. So AIS within the backcourt. Well, it's been tough going for the AIS in the last two minutes. Can they get the score they need to try and get the momentum swing back? Allen drives down the left lane. She lost Norwood. the dribble. Oh. Well, I thought Norwood was going to be called for the bump. Lost the dribble oh. and called for the travel. It's another turnover. Four minutes, 28 seconds left to go in the game. AIS with five team fouls against them and Waves with only two. Mercer into Norwood, low post on the right side. Back to Harper. Shot won't go. Rebecca Allen, defensive rebound. Good defending. And Cole will bring it into the front court. Sets up on the right with Allen. In the quarter is Garrick. She gets it to her. Calling uh, Taylor Roberts out for a screen. Then hands it back for Garrick. Shots long, air ball. And easy rebound for Norwood. Gets it to Bevilacqua. Defence needs to get back as Bevilacqua dribbles away to the right side on her own. Back for Norwood. Left side to Watman. Into Harper. Harper hands off to Watman driving across the baseline. Chucks it out to Mercer. Three from the right. This is a little bit long. And the rebound is there for Harper. She keeps it alive and then lost. Or had it knocked out of her hands by Coles as the referee over on the their left wing. They'll inbound. Four-point ball game. Three minutes and 37 left here at the training hall. And Bevilac was all by herself. Dribbles down and lays it up and in it goes. Cole. Maybe a little bit lucky she didn't get called for the foul as well. But she gets up. Harrington has it in the front court. We've got a two-point game. 60-58 AIS leading. Roberts as Perth making the run. Cole drives inside. Garrick from the right side. Hits the outside jumper. I still wasn't oh, happy with that shot selection. No. Because they <laughs> haven't had an outside game all night. And then they're going to the outside to get them out of trouble. I don't know. It didn't look convincing. Oh, Allen's Rebecca out of the game. Allen's gone. Oh, that, and that was not a good call. And that, that's a shame. Yeah, well that's a shame to go out on that sort of a foul. That was not a good call. Olivia Thompson will come back in to replace One Rebecca One good thing, Allen. though, she played like seven minutes with that four fouls on her, so that it was a good sign. It was a very soft call in the end. But, uh, well, that's the risk when you give away them early. Norwood at the free throw line. Surprise, surprise. She makes eight the first. Eight from eight. Uh, yeah, she was seven from seven, so eight from eight now. Great night from Norwood. Nine from nine, and she's got 21 points for the game. It's a two-point game with three minutes left as Harrington brings it into the front court for the Institute. They've gone horns Roberts, down again. Roberts on the right. Into Cole, cutting at the basket, blocked by Norwood, out of bounds. Great block from Norwood. And the Wave teammates come in to congratulate her. They like that, but it'll be Institute ball under their offensive basket. Cole, inbounding, goes out to Harrington on the right wing. Gone thumbs up this time, calling the play. Nine seconds on the shot clock. Harrington with a three, it's come off the front of the room. Garrett couldn't pick up the rebound oh, no. that time. Watman gives it to Mercer. Mercer into Norwood, whose layup won't go for her. 
And Thompson managed to get back and get the defensive rebound. A rare miss for the Norwood in this second half. She has been absolutely fantastic there. Thompson gets it at the top. Takes on Norwood. Pass inside for Roberts outside the Harrington they on the right wing. They need to go back wing. inside again, but they've wasted too much time. Five seconds on the shot clock is a bad pass towards Roberts is out of bounds. Turnover against the Institute. Harrington on the turnover. So Bevilacqua then. The chance here with two minutes to go to tie it up or take the lead as Bevilacqua dribbles away to the right wing. Looking for the oh. screen. The three-pointer won't go. Thompson with the defensive rebound. Nice work. Bevilacqua wanted the three and it wouldn't drop for her. AIS still lead by two. Harrington, the pass into Thompson. From the free throw line, she turn around and off to the right. Not a good shot. Again, they need to get it through hands. They're just turning and shoot, turning and shoot. They've got time on the clock. They need to use it. Cole stops Bevilacqua. She drives along the baseline. Finds Watman for the shot that won't drop. AIS, another defensive rebound. And Harrington will bring it down the right wing into the front court. Keeping the crowd on their toes. This one, it's going down to the wire. 62-60 Institute lead. Harrington to Garrick in the right corner. Roberts hands back off to Garrick. Who, uh, that's, that's the standard play for the last three yep. or four minutes. It's just been very frustrating. Pass Pope it off Brown. and take a bad shot behind the screen. Yeah. Bevilacqua back at the other end. Dribbles to the left. Back to Watman. Watman on the right. Looking for Mercer in the left corner, perhaps. Bevilacqua puts it on the floor. Drives into the basket. Laugh won't go. Roberts keeps it alive. Cole keep it alive. Just. Yes, she did. Wow, she was flying out of bounds and did great work to keep that alive. They've got one second to get it off the backcourt. That's a they violation. Didn't. They didn't. Backcourt violation. 34 seconds left in the game. And you, that was a stupid turnover. They were, they oh, needed Cole the had the ball. Instead of just racing it down court, getting it across, she was trying to call someone to come back and help her. She wasn't in trouble. So the wave inbound the ball. There'll be about eight seconds difference, nine seconds on the shot clock differentials. Bevilacqua looks to drive inside against Cole. Lay, puts up a shot. Won't go for her. She's got to and get it Harrington. to the front court. Well, She's got to go forward. Get it forward. Go, get, oh, oh, don't they learn? She drew Marsh ends up fouling, <laughs> but it's only the third team foul, so it'll still be ball from the side. Yep. And oh. 17 seconds left on the shot clock. Timeout's Five been called. Five seconds ago, you get called for the same thing, oh. and you try... Oh. Yes. Sometimes following the AS can be frustrating, Mark. That was. <laughs> Coach Herbert. It was. Yes. It's a two-point I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Bill Brown's still got hair on his head. Well, it's been down. Been... <laughs> it's been down since last time we saw him. It is 16.9 seconds left in the game. It's become the game the AS doesn't want to win. <laughs> uh, um, three team fouls against the Wave, which means they can still foul another time and there's still a ball from the side yep. um, before they end up putting someone at the line. So you want your free best free throw shooters out there soon. Well, you're going to have... Because, you, you, know, you get to the point now where you go, all right, Watman can hit a three... Harper, uh, sorry, Mercer. Mercer can hit a Bevilacqua. three. Marsh can hit a three. Marsh. You're going you're gonna to go small when you know the AS have so much height on you. 
got to be quick. Mercer Marsh. Norwood. Harper Norwood and... It's got to be... Oh, it's gone. They've gone Watman. No? Well, we don't know yet. They haven't got the <laughs> It's Bevelacqua. <laughs> it She's just taking her time. Roberts, Cole, Garrick, Thompson and Harrington for the Institute. Now, the Institute don't have to shoot. They've just got to they don't need to maintain shoot. possession because there's 16.9 seconds on the game clock and 17 seconds, which is 16.9 seconds, on the game clock. So there's going to be a... have to get in the front court, though. There is going to be a foul very quick. Thompson... Uh, uh, Harper. Harper on the back of uh, Roberts. Taylor Roberts. That's the fourth team foul. And the third... So we're not at the Harper. line yet. It's still ball from the side for the Institute. The good news is they've got it in the front court, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Two seconds now, was run off the clock. Inbound to Thompson. Thompson is fouled by Norwood. Norwood's third for the game. Now, the AIS not shooting well from the free throw line. That is one good piece of news because if it's still a three-point ball game, they can take it the extra time. Right now it's two, though. She's got to make at least one. And she's got to make at least one, two wins in the game, short of a foul. She makes the first. Now, the best thing is if she misses this and Taylor Roberts sticks it back in like a few minutes ago. But anyway, she makes the second. So it's a four-point lead, 14 seconds. Wave will get it down quickly. Bevilacqua, pull up, pass off. Oh. Stolen by Harrington. She'll pick it up in the front court. And the cap and the AIS will pass it around. Garrick a shot from our front. Puts it in and the, and the AIS win. The AIS have won it by six, 66 to 60. Has a great steal. Was it Rebecca Cole or Harrington as they collapse at centre court? They come winning streak of two. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and they uh, get themselves off the bottom as, uh, at the moment, Townsville so, so is long as they lose tonight, yes. yes. In the early goings there. But uh, they are extremely happy with the result tonight, as you'd expect. I'll try and get some uh, comments from the coaches here as the AAS, well... It was a game they were trying not to win, but in the end they get up by six. Oh, well, what a great last 30 seconds we had out there as uh, the AIS did try and give it away almost. A couple of silly turnovers, and uh, but eventually a great steal as, uh, as they had the uh, four-point lead. They came up with a steal, and then Cat Water went down there, and... Uh, Great work from Karen Harrington to pick up the scraps. I'm not sure who actually knocked it loose from Bevilacqua as he tried to set up a play in the front court for the per, for the West Coast Wave. The ball got knocked loose, knocked out of bounds, and oh well, AIS win over the West Coast Wave, 66 to 60. You got to feel sorry for the West Coast Wave because basically I think it's pretty much going to wipe out their chances. Whew. 3-15 and 15 right now, the AIS, while the West Coast Wave dropped to 6-12, and 12, that is going to make it really, really difficult. But they, uh, they played well, they kept themselves in it, they had a great run in that second quarter, at the end of the first quarter and the second quarter, they went 18 and nothing um, before the AIS got back in at halftime, but they stuck in the wave, they battled and battled and almost had their opportunities Certainly in the fourth quarter, it looked like they were starting to... They had the momentum there before the Institute pinched it in the last couple of minutes and then came up with the uh, key plays right at the end. Craig is somewhere down court. And uh, as soon as he manages to grab someone, the AIS had just been in a huddle with uh, Phil Brown and 
and a couple of the players and Craig is uh, about to try and uh, get in on uh, Phil Brown. He's still consulting with his um, with his assistant coaches and they're obviously uh, talking about a couple of things. I want to talk about stress with the girls when they get back inside because... Well, Coach Phil Brown, I said with about 30 seconds to go, it's starting to look like the game the AS doesn't want to win when you start seeing backcourt violations with uh, less than uh, a half a minute to play. Yeah, look, you know, we, um, we did a lot, made a lot of mistakes. We made a lot of mistakes, uh, not, not so much the first half. I thought we were pretty tight the first half particularly defensively, you know, there was a couple of breakdowns, but we kept it at 27 and a half time, and uh, it was more the offensive end tonight, we just, you know, we, had, we started really well, the first five, seven minutes we looked great, and then from then on it was just very ugly, you know, we really struggled to execute offensively, and made some poor decisions in the second half, too many perimeter shots, too, you know, selling for an outside shot or a dribble jumper, rather than get to the rim, particularly when we're not making shots, we've got to go inside more, and but again, you know, that's, that's youth, and, uh, but they, they hung tough and got the defensive stops down the stretch when we needed to, uh, got the defensive boards when we needed to, so you know, they got a little bit of grunt, you know, they did a good job. Compared to last week where you had the running for most of the game, this win is going to be valuable to these girls to know that you have momentum swings in a game, you have to make sure when it's swinging your way that you're getting the scores. Yeah, look, you're right, and, and when you've got that momentum, you've got to ride that wave as long as you can. And don't do silly things where you, you know, you foul on the defensive end and, and you, and you uh, don't defend certain things well as we did and suddenly the momentum swings back, um, you know, because we're not, we're not focused about what we have to do. So, you know, that's a lot of experience things there and just that consistency in, in, in uh, following, you know, following the scout and just and keeping your intensity, energy levels. You know, we, we just go up and down so much. But that's kids, I suppose. One uh, interesting thing that I took out of the game was Rebecca Allen got the four fouls uh, in the third quarter. You gave her plenty of minutes there, and uh, it was, I'll call it a soft foul at the end that put her out, but she played for a lot of minutes on, fi- on fourth fouls, and yeah. uh, that's also a good experience. Yeah, it is. They've got to learn how to do that, and she did some, a lot of really good things, particularly defensively tonight. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, look, you know, we're down on numbers. We don't have a lot of bigs other than Taylor. So we've got people like uh, Rebecca Allen and, and uh, Olivia Thompson playing out of position. You know, I think people probably don't recognise that because they're quite tall, but they're really perimeter players playing in, inside to some extent. So, um, you know, but our guards were, were, were tough, and we did a great job on, on Marshy and uh, Tully, so I was pretty pleased with shutting those two down, which was a big key for us. And one thing is there was a period in that last quarter where the inside game was working and Taylor was getting that turn-shoot game that has been uh, a bit of a hallmark of hers. Yeah, look, you know, we need that. You know, we just can't live and die by our perimeter players. And the other bit that really dried up was our transition game. You know, we were running well early in the half in the game and, and in the second half we, we had some defensive stops and we're just not running hard enough out of the backcourt to really put pressure on their defensive transition uh, particularly then coming off the game last night And but uh, look Taylor's a good target for us inside and, and you know, we want to go to that when we can and uh, she makes things happen so that's good It's not about wins here at the AAS but it's a streak or two now and if uh, Towns will do a job for you you're off the bottom of the ladder yeah, well, that would be good. Uh, you know, and I think it's, yeah, look, you know, it's, we don't talk about wins. It's about the process, and we did it again tonight. Uh, it's about how we play, but they also need to learn how to win. You know, these are our future national team players, 
uh, our future of our WNBL and we wanted to make sure that they also understand it's important to, to put yourself in a position to win and really grab it. And they've done a great job last week and this week to, to really close the game out. So, you know, fantastic. Congratulations. We look forward to next week. It's going to be an even bigger challenge. Uh, yeah, ball length is a different story, yeah. <laughs> Thanks very much to uh, Phil Brown. Hopefully we can have a few words with uh, Dave Herbert and Olivia Thompson before the night's over. Yes, Olivia Thompson top scored for the Institute. She ended up with 15. Taylor Roberts at 14. Madeline Carrick with 10. Uh, Rebecca Cole, 7. Michaela Donnelly, 3. 7 for Kieran Harrington. 6 for Sarah Billico. Rebecca Allen with 4 were the scorers. There was lots of scorers. There's a very happy AIS team. Of, well, they're posing for a team photo to celebrate as... Uh, they're still out on the court doing their cool down, but uh, yeah, they're getting a group, uh, fam, group team shot together. And there's Mark, lots of smiles we've got Craig Friday with us, and uh, Craig, frustrating. Uh, the game, naturally you look a little bit tired from the Caps giving a hard run last night, but just the, the, when the pendulum swung your way, you couldn't keep it there for long enough. Yeah, we, uh, we kept going away from our philosophy at times and we just, whether it's fatigue or just not having, the, I suppose, the experience to, to continually carry out the game plan. But uh, credit to the AS, they played well. Every time we made a run at them, they kept coming at us. So, well done to them. Norwood with 21 points tonight really staked her position in the post and it was just from the free throw line, I think nine from nine as well. So that was a strong performance. Yeah, Sam played very, very well. Didn't get a lot of help inside there, but uh, yeah, credit to her. She battled hard throughout the game and got the reward she deserved. But yeah, no one else seemed to step up and help her offensively. Well, you got one more crack at this uh, team on your own court in the sand pit there. All the best for that. Thank you very much. Thanks very much to uh, Craig Friday. As uh, well, we were hoping to get... Oh, we've got Kieran Harrington there. So we'll have a chat to Kieran. Congratulations, two wins in two weeks. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, as you can tell by the celebrations at the end of the game. I think everyone was uh, pretty ecstatic too, and it hasn't been it's been a while since we've done something like that. So, yeah, no, I said to Coach Brown, it looked like the game you didn't want to win with backcourt violations in the last 30 seconds. It's, I don't know, like we're playing so good for three quarters, and you know we haven't won for so long. So I think the whole thing gets a bit, you know, sort of antsy, as if oh, you know, we can win, we can do this, and. I think nerves maybe set in. I'm not too sure. It's something that we've definitely got to work on because, um, you know, we've been pretty lucky the last two weeks that we have, in fact, you know, pulled through only by the skin of our teeth tonight. But, you know, I'm sure that if we got in that position again, you know, someone could run over top of us. So we definitely have to work on that. No chance to celebrate, though, because it's the uh, top of the table bullying boomers in your home court next week. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be easy. And we've, we're going to a GEMS camp tomorrow. So we've got the whole week of training with the Shane on 19 team. So there's definitely no rest, no celebration. And... You're right, we just got to, uh, you know, prepare as well as we can for bullying. We know it's not going to be anything like the last two weeks, you know, watching their game this afternoon as it was last night. Uh, you know, we just got to prepare as well as we can and just put up as good a fight as we could. And how are you going since the knee surgery? How are you feeling? Yeah, uh, it's taken me a while to get back into it. A little bit longer and, uh, you know, a little bit more frustrating than what I thought it would be. But, you know, um, I think what helps is that the girls are around me are, are doing so well and it sort of brings out with them, so... Well, we better let you join Brownie and the rest of the team in the shed. No way, thanks. Thanks very much thanks. to Kieran Harrington. Yes, Kieran Harrington uh, wanders off to catch up with the team. Let's go through the uh, the wave scorers then. Sam Norwood at 21, Rebecca Mercer with 12, Danny two in double figures. Rachel Watman with seven, Michelle Joy with nine, Melissa Marsh six, Tully Bivillac with five, 
Those two kept to just six and five points, and a team kept to just three assists for um, for the West Coast Waves instead of 16, which is their average. It was certainly a telling factor, but their free throw shooting was brilliant. But uh, what a game of basketball. Excitement right down to the last seconds, Craig. It, it was indeed. And, uh, well, we've got it all again next week when it's the top of the table clash on Sport Radio. Next Saturday, you'll have to check the Sport Radio or the WNBL website because everything I see says it's supposed to start at 7. But we'll see if it is the uh, early game. But check the uh, WNBL and the Sport Radio website for details on our broadcast time. And, of course, then next Sunday, it's all back here at the AIS Training Hall where the AIS will go up against the uh, Boleyn Boomers. And, uh, well, it should be an interesting game. Of course, you wouldn't give the AIS a chance against them, and that's when they do something spectacular. Well, nobody would have expected them to have uh, won last week when they beat the Sydney Flames tonight. They've come out here today and beaten the, uh, a team that was very desperate, the West Coast Waves. 66 to 60 on behalf of Sport Radio and Craig Ravel. I'm Mark Astor wishing you a very good night.